Welcome into AZ Sports, powered by uh, BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at RentersWarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room, mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your next new ride in Lebanon. Check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Uh, and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care at boneandjointtn.org. And Calvin and Subtle for those brand new hardwood floors and finishings. Find them at calvinandsubtle.com. Eric's in a bad mood today on Facebook. I don't know if you saw Eric's comment, but he is uh, in a bad mood and does not like our – our uh, our playing around before the official start of the show, but so Zach, we will start the show uh, officially today. So Zach, we've talked a lot about Johnu Smith throughout this off season before he signed a fifty million dollar deal with the New England Patriots to be their new tight end, and we know we've talked about this a lot. It's going to be very very difficult to replace what Johnu Smith was able to provide in this Titans offense over the last couple of years. Yeah, and and Janu is a successful draft pick. Like when you think about successful draft picks, Janu Smith comes to mind. Jayon Brown comes to mind. Avery Williamson comes to mind. Daquan Jones comes to mind. These are all third round and below draft picks that were success, right? That's finding value. That's where John Robinson and general managers make their money is when you can take a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, and not it's not Tom Brady, right? You're not turning a, a, a late, late, late round pick into the greatest player of all time. You're just getting the value out of their contract and literally having them sign a much bigger contract, whether it is for your team or for another team. And Jonu did a great job. And the best part about Jonu Smith, he did what he was asked to do for the team. Team guy. That's how they built this particular roster in this Super Bowl window that they're going after. But Jonu Smith found value somewhere else in New England because they were willing to pay him a lot of money. This is a tough decision. We talked about it this offseason. I do think, Austin, you and I in the chat, we came to the realization on why. The why John Robinson didn't franchise or transition tag Johnu Smith and they let him walk to go get a bigger contract somewhere else. Yeah. But with that happening, you have to replace him because he it through five games, let's face it, they started five and oh, five games, five touchdowns for Johnu Smith. That was a big deal, and that was good value. His role switched obviously after Taylor Lewan tore his ACL in Houston. He was asked to do different things, but the guys that have already been there, can they fill the role that Janu was was providing? And I think that's the question we're asking today on the show yeah. in a couple of different ways. Yeah, and so before we get to that, Brent says Janu should have gotten the franchise tag. And, and G-Man adds the Lawan injury was a Janu killer. I mean, that's, that's definitely what it was. I've already gone through there. He had his production cut in over half before – or after the Lawan ACL injury from what they have. And they really, they couldn't have franchise tagged or transition tagged Johnu Smith 
because that's a one-year deal where there's no cap flexibility to be able to do some gymnastics to get that salary cap spread over the years. So John U. Smith, a transition tag, which would have been like $8.1 million, is all on this year's cap, and the Titans cannot afford to do that. So that's kind of where their hand was forced to allow John U. Smith to hit the open market and to draft, replace, repeat, because that's what they did with John U. Smith. They had Delaney Walker, who was a Pro Bowl tight end. They drafted John U. Smith to replace him. That worked out for the last two years. Now it's time to repeat that process, draft, replace, repeat, and John Robinson has to continue to do that to be a highly successful GM for a long period of time in this league with the Titans. And so let's first start talking about the current tight ends on the roster because they signed Anthony Ferkser to a one-year deal. They signed Jeff Swain back for a one-year deal. Michael Pruitt, who rounded out the tight end group last year, is still an unrestricted free agent. So they've got those two guys. They've got like the practice squad guys like Parker Hesse, Tommy Hudson, and then they added Jared Pinkney, former Vandy tight end, uh, who was really good in college. Has not. Well, he was done- going to be a lot better. Oh, yeah. I mean, he ran like a 5-140 at the Combine a couple of years ago. So that, uh, as a tight end, doesn't exactly do you well. But so that's the group of tight ends they currently have on the roster. There's a hole there. Jonu Smith is a massive player in this game plan of both the run and the pass game. So let's ask this question out of the gate, Zach. What is your confidence level in the Titans' current tight ends on the roster? And let's do this a 1-10 through 10 type of question, type of answer. What's your confidence level in the Titans' current tight ends on the roster, 1 through 10? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever that injury happens to you in life, make sure you know where to go to get the best care possible all throughout the process, all the way through the entire physical rehab process that you can all do at the Bone & Joint Institute in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. They are the title sponsor of our show, of our morning show. They are a great sponsor. I use the BetMGM app. Austin uses the BetMGM app. You should use the BetMGM app. Download it today. Code ATOZ Sports. They got promotions going. You get parlay boosts. You get free bets on Mondays. It's just a great experience and a cool way to interact in the sports world. They are the king of sports books. A to Z sports, use that promo code, download the app today. All right, Zach. So one through 10, what's your confidence level in the Titans tight ends they currently have on the roster now? Louis says the Titans are good on tight ends. I think there's a massive hole there. So Brent says they don't <laughs> currently, they don't currently have a tight end on the roster any close as to being as good as Johnny Smith. So Devin says seven. Ramon says nine. Gene says eight. Louie with a 10. Those are insanely high numbers. Uh, even, even the seven from Devin earlier. Scott, five. Ebonito, five. Manny with a, t- a seven. Steven is down at a three. OG, four. Joseph, five. Ronnie, four. So we had the optimist. Now we've got the more pessimist. Stacy seven. Paul and Thames with a six. Jacob, six. Brent, five. DeMarie, four. Willie Castillo with a three. Nate says eight. The, the tight ends will step up next season. Kevin says four. Billy, six. Johnny, eight. Seven, six. We've got a lot of comments from you guys. Mostly ranging, I think. I think the the majority is between four and a seven 
There's a lot more fours coming in as of late, Zach. So what's your confidence level right now? That's where I'm at. Uh, a four is the correct answer. It should never be an eight. They, they, they <laughs> come on. <laughs> they, they don't have any wide receivers and they don't have any tight ends. Right. And Ferks are, and, and here's the definition. The, the question that we are asking really is what's your confidence level in the Titans' current tight right. ends? Yes. Right? It's not what they could get. It's what they have now. And the guys they have now have ceilings. And they're not very high ceilings. Like Anthony Ferkser has a higher ceiling than Swain. But overall, Ferkser is only going to give you so much. Anthony Ferkser is not George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Andrews from, from uh, the Ravens. Like he, he, he cannot and will never be that. And they're not asking him to be that. Right. But in this tight end, I don't know if you can go – and win the AFC South and give Tannehill what he needs with the current rosters solely. And the free agent, you know, the market is pretty bare. It's pretty done. You you, mm -hmm. you mentioned that they could go, go out and re-sign uh, the previous tight end, um, the Pruitt. third tight end that Pruitt. they that, – Yeah, Michael Pruitt. Because Michael Pruitt, Cedric brings up Pruitt. Michael Pruitt is not on the roster right now. Again, low ceiling. Like the, yeah. so, so I'm at a four with the current tight ends. They need somebody that can come in and play this position. And this is a tough conversation today because we'll diagnose what they can do from April 15th today, not tax day anymore. They pushed that over a month, which is yeah, good. That's nice. To the start of the football season, I, there's not a lot of options. So I'm at a four now, and that should be concerning to Titans fans. Anybody saying eight or nine, I, they need to go get their temperature checked, I think. Yeah, well, and I don't know why you're so confident. Like, I, I think the people, and I'm not trying to immediately judge everybody with a blanket statement, but generally, when someone is confident about what Anthony Ferkser can become, they're probably a fantasy football guy. And like Anthony Ferkser is, I like him. Like I thought Anthony Ferkser was a priority they needed to resign because he's cheap. And who does Anthony Ferkser replace? He replaces Adam Humphreys, not Jonu Smith. Anthony Ferkser is a big slot receiver who can do some things in the blocking game as the movement tight end in the backfield as an H-back fullback. But the majority of the time, he is used in the slot as a big slot receiver on tight end down, on, on throwing down. So what they have with Ferkser and Swain is guys, Ferkser's good on third down passing situations, right? He knows where the first down marker is. He gets to the sticks. He catches the football. He goes forward, first down Titans, first and 10, Derrick Henry gets the ball, right? Jeff Swain, like, I don't think you have any concerns about Jeff Swain in the run game in a goal line situation where he can leak out and be a play action passing uh, option in a situation where you're near the goal line or a short yarded situation. You've got those two things covered with Ferkser on third and passing and Jeff Swain in these short yarded situations. What you don't have is the John Smith role who is on the field on first and 10 or a, a conflict down where it could be run or pass that doesn't tip off what you want to do. If Anthony Ferkser is in there, they're probably leading towards throwing the football. If Jeff Swain is in there, they're probably going to run the football with Derrick Henry. When Jonu Smith was in there, they could run any play in the playbook. 
a screen to Jonu, a throw into AJ, play action, whatever it might have been, they could have done everything with Jonu Smith. He was a disguise for what they wanted to do offensively. And Ferkster and Swain aren't those guys. So they have to find somebody who can be that chameleon, who can fit both roles and not tip off the defense to what you're probably going to do. All right, I'll ask you this, Austin. What if the Tennessee Titans do what Mel Kuyper thinks that they're going to do in his 7.543 mock draft and draft Elijah Moore? If they do, so, so you, and you brought up, which I don't disagree with, in what Ferkser bring is, brings is a much bigger slot receiver that can play that role and had to play a lot more because of Adam Humphrey's injuries. But if they draft a true slot receiver, where, where is Ferkser in this role? Um, uh, I mean, he, he's more of a four passing wide Like he's a third and seven where you've got three wide outs and Ferkser on the field with Tannehill in the shotgun. And that, that's kind of the situation. Less of a role is what Yeah, less of a role. But, I mean, you, like, the thing with Ferkser is you can play two tight end sets with Swaim and Ferkser on the field, and Ferkser can split out in the slot and make it look like three wide when it's actually two tight ends. So that's, you know, I, I think Ferkser has a niche role. He's a role player. He is your seventh guy off the bench who can do some things on the court that defenses will struggle with at times, but he's not somebody you want to rely on to, to drop a bunch of points or to catch a bunch of footballs. Cedric is off the – Cedric doesn't know much. Cedric saying Jonu Smith was barely heard of last year. Dude, Jonu Smith is on the field for nearly every snap when he's healthy, and he caught eight touchdowns last year. Like, And so you're, you're blatantly ignoring – the impact that Jonu Smith doesn't have in the box score by how he blocks. Cedric also followed up with Jonu wasn't a great blocker. He wasn't a great blocker, but he was a pretty damn good blocker, and he improved as a blocker every year in his career with the Tennessee Titans. Jonu Smith is a massive loss for this offense, and if you don't understand that, then you're playing too much fantasy football and actually understand what the tight ends do uh, with their job, Cedric. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, so what? what's your number? Uh, I, so, yeah, I went you, through all you, that. You never answer the damn questions. Zach, <laughs> I, I, come on, dude. Give no, me, I, Dad, I, I'm not, no, I'm not coming on. I'm at, you, the question was asked. Everybody else answered the question. I answered the question. I have no idea what your number was. I, I, well, I haven't said it yet because no, I haven't got I know, to and you wouldn't okay, have exactly, I didn't to. Stop. Stop harping on it. Let me answer it then. So you said four. It's really hard to say anything other than four. You know, can I go 4.4? Like, I, I, I'm a little more confident than you because I like what they have as role players, but they're missing a massive piece of that position group, a guy who can do everything. So I will settle with a 4.4. 4.4, Austin's final answer. Look, I, I don't think it's a bad one. Uh, I think it's right around where it should be because they have a tight end problem. They have four yeah. problems on this roster going into the draft. We all know them. Defensive pass rusher, wide receiver, cornerback, and tight end. Those are the glaring issues that they have that have not been fully addressed in the free agency period that they just came off of. So I, they're going to have to do something because if you're at a 4.4, I'm at a 4, I think the average was probably maybe a 6, maybe a 5.3 in the comment section. 
had a lot of high. And look, fans, I, I, I get the, the mentality, but Ferkser can only give you so much. Swain can only give you so much. They have to get another body in there that can be utility or a singular person, a, a singular tight end that is good at one thing, right? Is he a, a, a pass catching tight end? Is he, or is he a blocking tight end, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who they're going to go after in the draft. My inkling is they need more of a pass catching tight end. Well, and, and Paul asks, uh, Zach, what number would you give the Titans of this confidence level if they still had Johnny Smith? Uh, I, that would probably, it's a good question, Paul. I, mean, I would say confidence level, I would say pretty damn close to a 10, like 9.5. Like, you know, if, if we're talking about football confidence go for the position. High. I wouldn't go that high. I mean, why not? I, I, You've got Johnu, who had a really good year last year. You got Ferkser, who is continuing to grow. Swain, who plays his role. Why wouldn't? I mean, I think he would be very high if you had Johnu Smith. You get a very well-rounded, dynamic group there. I wouldn't be in the nines. I'd be in at an eight. And the reason is, is there's a brand new offensive coordinator. That would be my justification to not go crazy and go nine something. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I would go eight. From a four to an eight with John New because the band's back together. There's familiarity with tight end, but there's also a question mark of I don't know how he's going to be utilized in this new offense. Be it that they have what they want and what they've been harping on all season, uh, you know, I, I, I still there's new guys calling plays. Not not on the defensive side, but on the offensive side. The continuity could be there in the position, but the continuity is not fully going to be there with a brand new play. Well, but where's the uh, where's the new OC coming from? What was his previous position on the staff? He was a tight ends coach. So the tight ends coach has continuity between the rushing, the rushing, and the passing game. And that's why I think Arthur Smith was able to be successful is because he had a hand in doing a lot of different things throughout his career to prepare him for that moment. And uh, Dow Loggins was a quarterback coach. He sucked at all offensive coordinator. I mean, it, what it, I, I wasn't talking about quarterbacks coaches. I was talking about why tight, tight ends, ends coaches. I was, so why did you bring up a quarterback coach? That's completely out of left field. Just because you were a previously positioned coach doesn't mean that that position will thrive exactly. once you have the play calling dude. Exactly. I, I, I said I like the way that tight ends coaches are have a hand in both the running and passing game and what they do as an offensive coordinator. I think that's a benefit of understanding the entire offense and you bring in quarterback coach Dow Loggins for no freaking reason. So I don't know what the your reason why. Was. So what are you? What number are you? I'm at an eight. You're at a nine point seven. With Johnny Smith, I, I'm at a solid nine. If they have Johnny Smith, Anthony Ferkser, and Jeff Swain, I feel very confident. That's probably one of the most confident positions that I feel on the Titans' offensive staff. Like I feel very good about that. But Johnny, they, they don't have Johnny Smith, so I'm at a four point four. So uh, I, I agree with Dom. Dom simply says. Mute anybody who says bring back Delaney Walker. <laughs> so I, I think that's a, a pretty good rule overall. So Zach, let's get to this. I've got two. Know, so no, quick, quick comment okay. on that. I understand it from the fans' perspective, but it's just because Delaney's career didn't end. I think how anybody wanted Delaney Walker's career to end. Right. The media member, Delaney was one of our, and I would speak for Austin, I don't usually do this, is was one of our favorite guys to talk to. He was oh, yeah. awesome. Like he was the leader in the locker room. He built, he put in the blood, sweat, and tears for the Titans 
to get to where they have been the last couple of years. But unfortunately, that long day in Miami yeah. ended his career. Yeah, Cedric says Austin's in love with John. I I really really like John U. Smith, and I think I, I at first I had my doubts on John U. Smith in his first year year and second year in the league, but the guy put in the work. Mike Vrabel glows about John U. Smith, and he got paid fifty million bucks by the Patriots for the work that he put into. So I'm excited for John U. Smith in all of his new bank accounts. I'm, I'm so, more of a Mike Gesicki guy. Yeah, which you didn't even know where he went to college. Yet. He's one of your favorite. How about guys the right Nini Lions? Yeah, now you know because we had to do that for uh, way too long the other week. All right, Zach, I've got two mid-round tight end prospects who could help the Titans immediately in the draft. But first, you tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, I, I can do that, and I will do that. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go get your next car, your next vehicle. You can see it right there on the screen. That is featuring the 2021 Hyundai Palisade. You can get it in white, black, tan, red, blue, green. They've got the colors, and not many Hyundai dealers across the state have the 2020 Hyundai Palisade in stock. They do and they're flying off the parking lot. I mean, they are. Woo, woo, there goes another one. There goes another one. But Wilson County Hyundai has made it a priority to keep some inventory in. So if you want to take a look at their brand-new full-size 2021 Hyundai Palisade, say third-row seating, bucket seats. They've got, you talk about GPS on the dash. That thing is slick. Both Austin and I have test-driven this car we both endorse this car. It's a great car. It's a great vehicle. You and your family can be in one at a great price at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is eSports, the title sponsor of our morning show right here is BetMGM, the king of sports books. Download the app. Sign up today. You can download the app. Sign up today. Use our code ATOZ Sports uh, for a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. That's a great way to get started at BetMGM. Last night, Zach, I went a little combo NBA hockey parlay. No, it was all NBA. All NBA parlay. Won me about 215 bucks. Had a good night last night. Didn't need Kawhi Leonard or Paul George to play for the Clippers. The Clippers still won. So had some success last night. Already got something in the hopper uh, for tonight as well. BetMGM. Download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports for a risk free bet for up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. Talking mid round tight end prospects here on A to Z Sports this morning because look, Kyle Pitts is not an option. I saw Jared says trade up to four and go get Pitts. Arthur Smith owes the Titans one. That's not going to happen. So, the, the thing with this tight end class is there's not a lot of good tight ends. It's like Kyle Pitts is elite. Then you've got some guys who are, eh, okay. So I've come up with two mid-round prospects who could help the Titans immediately because we know, we've talked about, the Titans need wide receiver, they need corner, they need edge rusher. They also need a tight end. And I think they need to spend either their 85th overall pick in the third round or their compensatory 100th pick overall in the third round on one of these two tight ends. The first guy I bring up, if you go to the Draft Network and you look at his player comp, and a lot of people don't like player comps, but they have their purpose. The player comp is literally Jonu Smith, and that would be Miami tight end Brevin Jordan. I, I think Brevin Jordan makes a lot of sense for what the Titans are looking for because he is the closest thing this draft has 
to a Jonu Smith replacement. He's explosive. He averaged nearly nine yards after the catch at Miami last year. Seven touchdowns in the shortened season with COVID last year at Miami. His production grew and grew each year. He also became a better blocker each year at Miami. So Brevin Jordan, sure he's not perfect, but he has the highest upside from his physical attributes he ran a 4.640, which he was disappointed in. He thought he was faster. He thought he was uh, more explosive than what his number. He was disappointed overall in his pro day numbers at Miami. So you like the mindset there. I, I watched a couple of videos of Brevin Jordan talking to the media. He carries himself well. Doesn't have the deep voice like Johnny Smith. But Brevin Jordan out of Miami is the closest thing you can get to uh, Johnny Smith in this draft. All right. So what? Does he talk like this or not just not as low? Not quite. I mean, John o. Smith has a big voice. John no, o. Smith no. has a big, <laughs> no. low voice. Yeah, he talks like Shaft. He's not quite uh, no. Brian Arakpo, but John o. Smith's down there. Right? Nobody. I, I've I've never met a man that has as deep of a voice than Brian Arakpo. Uh, here's the issue, though, Austin. I, I don't disagree with the things that you said about Brevin Jordan, but I do agree with Brandon Oaks that because of this tight end class, I think Brevin Jordan will go in the second round. So I ask you, Austin, are you willing, if you're the Titans, if you control the Titans' destiny, are you willing to spend a second round pick on Brevin Jordan? No. It's, well, I mean, if you trade, oh, that, oh no, okay, well, he's, he's backpedaling well, no, now. No, baby. no, no. I, I will couch it by say never say never. But with the fifty third <laughs> overall draft pick, no. Now, if you do some things where you trade back in the first round, you pick up a couple extra draft picks, and you still address like he can't be their second pick, right? That's my point. What with answering this question, you can't just draft a guy in the first round and then draft Brevin Jordan at 53 and be okay with it. Now, you have to do a lot of maneuvering throughout the draft to hit your wide receiver, get your corner, maybe an edge rusher. You know, the edge rusher or Brevin Jordan I think makes sense, but no, your second overall pick cannot be Brevin Jordan because the Titans have bigger needs. I don't disagree with you. I think that is the correct answer. I think the second – so so I think Brevin Jordan is not – even in consideration. Okay. Well, how about this next guy? Hit me. Hit, Hit you. me. We always me. love to find the deep connections with the coaching staff, right? Like, how does somebody know something about another player? It's already happened once with J. Robin Vrabel, where they drafted Harold Landry out of Boston College because Vrabel knows that program because his son Tyler is a starting left tackle at BC. So how about Hunter Long? Hunter Long is a third-round draft prospect out of Boston College who actually led the NCAA, led all of college football in receptions among tight ends. So Hunter Long is, I mean, the guy is not nearly as explosive as Brevin Jordan. He doesn't have the high ceiling that Brevin Jordan can grow and develop into, but the guy is a good, he's 6'5", 250 pounds, uh, Hunter Long fits with what you want to do. 
He's a heavier guy, so he's a, he is a good blocker at the end of the line, but he's also got experience lining up in the slot, stretching the field down the center. He catches outside of his body, hands catcher, Zach. I know how you love that. Productive, scoring touchdowns in college. So Hunter Long is my second pick or a second option for the Titans to find a tight end in the third round. That makes a lot of sense when it comes to that 85th or 100th pick. Yeah, and and honestly, I was looking this, and I will I will just entertain it because Big Ten Jeff has been screaming for Luke Farrell out of Ohio State, who Chocolate. also has the same frame as Hunter Long. If you look at Farrell, he's six six two something. Uh, he's probably a little smaller, but he's taller, right? So uh, I, I take that into consideration. Little, little thin, little thin. But a but a later round pick, maybe compared to what you're saying about Hunter Long. I don't I don't hate it. Like I I don't hate that type of tight end if you're gonna go draft him. It's not the John o. Smith, but John o. Smith was a good find. Like we have to remember that the FIU find of John o. Smith, when that selection was made, I can only speak for myself, but I was like, who the hell is John o. Smith? <laughs> and then I started to take a little bit of a uh, an eye into his college days and he he wasn't like bright light shining star, but he made an impact on that team and ended up getting a massive contract for the New England Patriots after his rookie deal. So that paid off. I, I'm really, really curious to see how John Robinson wants to wants to build this position, right? Mm -hmm. Because he 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 said that he wanted to re-sign his guys, and he did. Swaim and Ferkser. But he's going to have to go get another talent. And what type of talent is he going to target? I am very, very curious about that. Yeah, a lot of people bring up uh, in the chat have brought up Tommy Trimble um, from Notre Dame. Mason says apparently Trimble from Notre Dame is the only guy who can block. Not necessarily. But so there are two different positions with tight ends, right? There's the Y that's your typical end of line tight end. And then the F tight end that is your movement guy. Tommy Trimble is more like the movement guy who is a blocker. Remember like Anthony Fasano would line up in, uh, in like the backfield or like Craig Stevens lining up in the backfield and, and motioning as a lead blocker. I, I think that's more what Tommy Trimble is like. Fasano also Notre Dame guy. But so I, I think the two best fits, because what, what are we looking for? Like Ferkser can be your slot guy, right? Swaim is your end of line type guy. You need versatility. And so why I went with versatility and why I went with Brevin Jordan and Hunter Long is that they have college football evidence of being all over the field, lining up all over in different formations, whether it's next to the tackle, in the backfield, in the slot, out wide, doing a bunch of different routes, catching the football, run after catch, scoring touchdowns, and blocking guys. Like those two guys are the most well-rounded, versatile prospects the Titans could land because Kyle Pitts is gone. Somebody brought up Pat Fryermuth uh, from uh, Penn State. He's a second-round pick, most likely, too. And we've already been over that. Not worth spending your second pick on a tight end right now. So you move those two guys. That's where I get to Brevin Jordan and Hunter Long. I go back to, and this is why we love the draft. We don't know how the draft is going to fall based on trades and based on players selected. Who are the Titans going to take at wide receiver will impact the type of player that they draft at the tight end position. It's massive. If they go with a Kadarius Tony or an Elijah Moore, that's going to be different than drafting 
Terrace Marshall Jr. in the, on the outside wide receiving position, right? Right. Yeah. That, so that uh, here's what we cannot predict. We cannot predict or guarantee what type of wide receiver they are going to select first. My inkling is wide receiver is going to go before they select a tight end, right? So that will tell us everything they need to know. I do believe that it's more likely that they draft a utility tight end that can block like Hunter Long, like Luke Farrell, like Trimble that we talked about, than the Brevin Jordan. This is not, and Austin, you talked about it. Before, actually, it was pre-show. This is not a great tight end class. No. This is not, you're, you're not going to find, I don't think you're going to find, the Kasikis of the world, the value of the Kelseys that they had from Cincinnati, the Kittles, who he was highly touted. But you're not going to find, I don't think, that type of player here. Now, Brevin Jordan could turn out to be, hmm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comparison from Brevin Jordan. Jordan Reed without the concussion. No, he's Jonu Smith. Like, that's what I'm telling you. Brevin Jordan is Jonu Smith. Like, that's that's what everybody is saying. That guy, he fits the mold. I'm talking about for opportunity. Jonu Smith was drafted in the third round and was behind Delaney Walker and didn't really get the opportunity to play his first year and a half. That's not going to be the case with Brevin Jordan. That's oh, the difference. Yeah. You're going to need that, that, somebody. And so that's what, what I'm separating from your comparison, which will not be the same as far as opportunity is concerned with the team that drafts Jordan. He's going to play right out of the gate. So that's why I don't comp the, the Johnny Smith. That's why I kind of brought up, you know, other tight ends that will start and impact their team. Okay, so I mean, Cedric says, there you go, Austin, with John. I'm looking at the Draft Network, who does this for a living, and Zach does not do draft comps for a living, and they literally compare him to Johnny Smith. But do, the, they didn't take into consideration what I just said. Well, because they don't know what team Johnny Smith didn't play right away. But, they, okay, they're not looking at that. They're not looking at opportunity. They should. No, they're not looking at opportunity because they don't know where the player's going to go. We're talking team-specific need with the Titans, but Brevin Jordan absolutely fits the scheme that the Titans are looking for because of his comparison to Johnny Smith and his skill set. Yeah, I, like you're going to draft a rookie. They, they need a tight end as a rookie to come in and help immediately because they lost Johnny Smith in free agency. So you need somebody who can fill that role. And that's why I say Jordan or long are the two guys there. Somebody brought up Trey McKinney from Georgia. Who knows how healthy he was. He only had six catchers and hundred yards this past season, but dealt with a knee injury. What about your boy there, Zach from Ole Miss? Let's talk about that guy for a second. Oh, so this is where I'm at uh, on this. Pass catching tight end from Ole Miss, your boy. And I, I, I love I love the name. Kenny, your boy. Great in space, great in Elaine Kiffin offense, very late round pick. If you can get him in the sixth or seventh round, I, I'm okay with that. Had a terrible drop against South Carolina this past year that cost them the game right in his breadbasket. He's a seam router. That's most tight ends from Ole Miss. You look at Evan Ingram. Well, you look at Do offense, right? Knox. They're seam routes. Vertical. Right? Yeah. And But they catch. But they get past the first linebacker, 
and they get into that mess area and the quarterback can at least make that throw. I wouldn't be upset with it, but the old Miss guy that I'm targeting for the Tennessee Titans this year is one Elijah Moore. Yeah. All right. So and I'm sticking to that. That's fine. Let's get deeper and, and get you guys more involved here. Which of these tight ends options is the best for the Titans? Is it Brevin Jordan? Is it Hunter Long, the Vrabel connection, or roll with who they have and not prioritize tight end in the draft? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that possible? It's the science of Mandu's electronic muscle stimulation, mandu.com. Your first workout's free. It's for everybody. There's zero impact on your joints. It's putting all of that on the muscles so you can build real strong functional muscles and target that hard to burn body fat. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. It's for everybody, whether you're younger, older, you got pre-existing injuries, you can work around and can't lift weights. You can work on that. If you're an athlete and you need something to complement your strength training, Mandu works great for that. Whatever your uh, fitness goals are, Mandu can help you achieve them at Mandu.com. Speaking of you talk about the first workout is absolutely free. You can get some free money with BetMGM using the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's risk free. They give free bets on Mondays. Austin and I take advantage of those. It's great. Download the app today. That's BetMGM promo code ATOZ Sports. All right. So the question we're asking here is which of these options is the best fit for the Titans in this draft? Is it go with a guy like Brevin Jordan you see there on your left from the U? Uh, the Mike Vrabel connection at Boston College with Hunter Long, where Vrabel, it's a positive or a negative. If the Titans do not draft Hunter Long, then maybe they didn't like Hunter Long. Maybe Mike Vrabel knows uh, too much about Hunter Long and, and doesn't want to go that direction, but maybe he loves the guy. I don't know, but they at least have the inside scoop because Vrabel's connection with Boston College. Or should they just roll with who they have with the Anthony or jeff Swain combo and not prioritize the tight end position until late in the draft or either, or even, you know, some undrafted free agents where Anthony Ferkser comes from. So Zach, I'm going to send you to the comment section to see what the people are saying. Yeah. Brevin Jordan is a, is a popular pick uh, from Donald right there. Darius says, I like Brevin Jordan a lot, but he might be gone, but I'd like to take Jordan. Right. No tight ends this draft from Noah. I don't believe that there is any, that the Titans should roll with, punt to next draft, focus on wide receiver, DB depth, offensive tackle, and edge depth. Brevin, Hunter Long, then Tommy Trimble from Titans. Kyle, uh, trade for uh, – uh, talk about Ertz. Uh, you can't you're going to have to give up too much for that. And, and I've heard have Cameron to- Brake thrown out there with, uh, with O.J. Howard from Tampa. I just don't – I don't know if they're going to be able, they're going to trade for that. And Zach Ertz's contract is something you also have to deal with. Like you can't, like you're not just trading away picks to acquire a player. You got to pay the guy too. And he's going to, he's, he's, oh, his, his cap hit uh, this year is 12.7. Now the Eagles will take some of that, right? Uh, But with the trade, they would acquire some of that. Just like Jarrell Casey was still in the Titans books with some dead money. Uh, But the Titans was still, oh, $5 $5 million to Zach Ertz. They can't afford that. Then they would owe him 3.5 the following year. So you don't have that flexibility this year to be able to pay for Zach Ertz in a trade. So this is what I think they're going to do and what I probably would do. Uh, wait till the later rounds. Uh, don't spend your pick 
you need to go get defensive pass rush depth. You need to go get corner depth. You need to draft a high wide receiver that can impact your team more than Josh Reynolds will. And Ferkser can suffice. I think that's my saying this year. Ferkser can suffice. Uh, go get a blocking tight end in the sixth or seventh round. But you don't need a blocking tight end. You've got that in Swain. You I, need you need the, the versatile tight end. No. I, see, I think that they're going to draft uh, versatility at wide receiver. That's like, fine. I, uh, and so that's why I don't think that they need what you just said because what we said is their tight end will be justified based on their wide receiver selection, which should be I, I, I prior to the tight end selection. I agree the wide receiver is absolutely picked before the tight end, but I don't think the wide receiver pick has any uh, connection to what they should do at tight end. I think the tight end position uh, is I what it is. It does. If they draft uh, – you know, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall Jr. at wide receiver, they still need the same type of tight end, in my opinion. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, I just listed four very different wide receivers in this draft. They still need the versatile tight end who does not tip off what you're going to do to the defense. The guy who can, uh, you know, do both things in the run and the pass game at a high enough level where you're not showing your hand. What value can you get with that particular tight end? Where do you got find that guy? That, that, what are you that, willing Hunter, to spend? Hunter Long, like 85th or 100. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm not. I, I agree that Brevin Jordan has the ability to creep up into the end of the second round. I think Hunter Long is a good option in that 85 to 100 range. I don't dislike Tommy Tremble. I just like Hunter Long better. Um, so uh, that's kind of what I feel like. I, I think Hunter long in the third round, I'm completely on board with, because I think he fills what you need. Now you need that first or second pick to be a wide receiver, regardless of what you do in the third round. Who's off the field. Okay. Let's just talk about this in sets. And I know different downs, but you have Josh Reynolds. You have your new wide receiver that you've drafted. You have Anthony Ferkser and this tight end that you say, plus A.J. Brown. Yeah. Plus Derrick Henry. There's too many guys. Who's off the field? Well, I mean, who's the tight end you draft? If you if you draft Long or um, Brevin Jordan, they're probably your base tight end. What's the what's the base for what's the formation, Zach? I mean, you, you have to count. I, I just I just think that this tight end, if he's drafted in the third or later round, that you say is not going to get the playing time that Anthony Ferkser is going to get. It depends on what you're doing. Like you can't like I know it's such a football's all situational. You can't just throw. But if you're talking about your base set, let's just say the Titans are a two tight end team because that's what they are. That's what they were last year. They were a two tight end team. So your two tight ends is that what they're going to be? And I, I, you're most likely because Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill still thrive off the run game and play action, and AJ Brown's great off of play action too. So brand new offensive coordinator, you never know. But he's not going to change things. They're not going to go spread. They're going to have no idea. The reason why they hired Todd Down to be the OC is because of continuity, and he understands the system. And he knows what they're good at. That doesn't mean that he's going to run the exact same plays. But he's not going to drastically change it. So if we just work off of the fact that the Titans for the last two years have been a base set two tight end team, you've got A.J. Brown and either Reynolds or top wide receiver pick on the outside. You probably have Anthony Ferkser as tight end two and this top draft pick at tight end one. 
who is on the end line of the scrimmage and Ferkshire's your movement guy. What if got- they draft Elijah Moore? He doesn't fit in that scheme. He can. Yes, he absolutely can. Where is he going to play? Uh, the Z receiver. Where? Where Corey Davis played. I think that they're the going to move guy. him. The Ferkser is probably going to be the guy, odd man out, because Reynolds is going to play. A.J. Brown's going to play. Elijah Moore's going to play. Exactly. They're, they're, paying, in. they're paying Reynolds and Ferkser combined three million bucks. Like They're not like really stressing on those two guys to give them a bunch. or That's, that's not what they're paying them for. They're paying them less than two million a piece. What are they paying? So, and this is Those one thing we don't. We don't know the opinion of the team on on Josh Reynolds. Well, he signed a one year deal for one point seven five. That's just signed but, a one year deal. Swain's a one year deal for low money. Like it's not like doesn't they're mean they're rock- not going to play. They're good. Like Zach, you rotate guys. Like like it's it's not that hard. Like you you ha- everybody's going to get snaps. Like they got plenty of snaps to go around. They just lost Johnu Smith, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys, your second, third, and fourth leading pass catcher. And they have to replace those guys. That's all I'm saying. Right. That's what we're talking about. So uh, if if they go with Elijah Moore, there's room for Elijah Moore and Josh Reynolds and Brevin Jordan or Hunter Long in this offense. What do you think? You agreed with your boy Cedric. Do you believe Ferkser is a way better blocking tight end than Johnu? No. No. That's asinine, Cedric. Like, bro. The Titans tell you this by the roles they played last year. Anthony Ferkser is, is a he's becoming a better blocker than he was when he got to the, to Nashville, but he's not a blocking tight end. Uh, Ethan brings up the point of I do believe if they draft Elijah Moore, the offense will change. <sighs> Zach. As long as they have your boy, Derrick Henry, the offense is not going to change that much. Not drastically, but it will evolve into not the traditional, let's say, Arthur Smith called offense. All right. Cedric says, yes, he is, as Ferkser's better blocker than Johnny Smith. And he also says that I'm tripping. Cedric, I'm sorry, but I'm the one who talks about sports and the Titans for a living, not you, Cedric. Uh, now you're pulling, now you're I, pushing I mean, come on. Like, how, Ooh, I, think I, I think I know Austin. the Tennessee Titans rosters pulling roster the, pretty well. Like, pulling the, I'm smarter than you, Carl. I am. Today. I am. I am smarter than Cedric when it comes to what? talking about the Tennessee Titans. Well, I'm one sure, thing, one thing. I'm sure Cedric is a lot smarter than me in a bunch of other different areas because I know sports and that's really about it. But Cedric, I'm sure, knows a lot about of other things that I don't know about, but I'm not claiming to know more than Cedric in those areas. Like, There's one thing that you don't know. What? The value of Judevian. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what I don't know or what I do know about the value of Judevian Clowney. Well, you didn't get it right. All right, let's talk about that. But first, tell everybody, Zach, about Calvin and Subtle. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your hardwood floors that, my friends, is 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsolo.com. We showcase these hardwood floors each and every day. They are unbelievable. These should be in your house. Rip up that old carpet or that old hardwood floor and replace it with brand new hardwood flooring. Calvinandsolo.com or give them the call. This is the easiest way. One to two weeks install. They order the material and install. 615-448-6414. Yep, don't forget BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and our title sponsor, BetMGM, is where to go. Download the app wherever. If you've got Android, if you've got Apple, iPhone, download the app right there. BetMGM, 
with our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet for up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. That's the king of sports books, Bet MGM, right there. Take advantage of that. I'm already looking forward to tonight's games. So, Zach, I'll let you go ahead and uh, start the conversation about Jadavian Clowney, and then I will uh, give my reaction. I'll let you have the floor. Well, you bet that the over-under being $6.9 million was Jadavion Clowney's value, and that was incorrect. His value was $8 million. Well, I was pretty damn close, Zach, because if you look at the breakdown of Jadavion Clowney's uh, contract, this is from Ian Rappaport this morning. He had a $4.5 million signing bonus, a $2.5 million base salary. That's So that's $7 million right there. He gets $1 million in a roster bonus. He gets $2 million in incentives. $1 million in playtime, $1 million in sacks. So a total of $3 million in bonuses, but four and a half and two and a half as a bonus, a signing bonus and base guaranteed salary. I really wasn't that far off. Well, I was Austin, pretty damn Austin, close. I, Look, I lost $468 the other day because I lost a four-game parlay by one point. Okay. I still well, hold lost. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I was about to say, I still lost the bet. But, man, I was pretty damn close. And I was a lot closer than what you thought Clowney was going to get because you thought he was going to get closer to 10 or more uh, from a contract. His incentive, his value was 10. His value was not. His, his value, value was 7. 10. And then he got his value is seven million dollars, and then he got three million dollars in bonuses. That That's he has his to value. Earn. He has to earn three million. He has to make and put and be on the active game day roster in order to get that million dollars of forty-six man roster bonuses. Austin, you clowning, bro. That's Zach, exactly I, I, what I you're lost doing. The bet. I will and dress up as a clown. You but, will. You will. And but so I you was can backpedal really all you want close. about saying how close you lost the damn bet. And we talked about the whole conversation, Austin. You can do your Dion dance. But the whole conversation was what Jadevion Clowney was valuing himself at and what he was willing to sign. That was what the value was. Your ass said $6 million. I gave you $900,000 in the bet. It's six and and you were wrong. I, I I was very wrong. damn. Oh, you were Zach, wrong, I, Zach. Well, you went uh, way over. You busted. You got. You, you went home with zero anything on the Price Is Right. I at least move on to the finals because I was a little bit under. I the was only pretty thing damn close. Busted is going to be your clown face on the show that is coming up, Zach. I I have to dress up as a clown. I lost the bet, but I also was real. I was a lot closer than you were. The bet was good negotiation by you to set the over under where you wanted it, and the, and you won the bet there. That's you get credit for winning the bet. You initially said he was worth six million dollars. That's it. That was your got, first yeah. statement. That's the reason why we got to where we were. Well, because his signing bonus and his base salary equals seven, and then he has three million dollars in roster bonuses that he has to earn, which is ten. Right. That's what I was saying. Jadavion Clowney would be willing to sign. Jadeveon Clowney would not be willing to sign. It took two trips to Cleveland to get this deal done, Austin. And you know that. You should know that because you've been tracking this thing because you don't want to dress up like a clown, in which you will. He took two trips to go back because Jadeveon Clowney 
thought that he had bigger value than what they originally offered him. His or his value is $10 million. So I wasn't off. Exactly. I was dead right on the money. What? No, you, womp, womp. no, you were not. That's exactly no, right. You were not. No, you 10 were not. million. Zach, Zach, what was what's Corey Davis's value to you? Um uh, about two cents. Okay. So what is he getting paid by the Jets? You have twelve point you know five million dollars. Thank you. You knew it. You knew it. So just thank you, Dom. Just because that's what he got paid doesn't mean that's his value. The the Genevian County's value guys, to me. You 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 guys are asked backwards. Listen, the whole conversation, and I don't know, Austin, why you're trying to trying to oh mask everything that your ass lost. I the lost. Whole, I'm admitting that I lost, but I was really damn. No, no, but what you're not admitting is how the original conversation started. And I'll tell you because I've got a I've got a memory bank like a uh, a, a lockbox. Okay, I remember this stuff. The cool. whole conversation Congrats. started. Listen up. You can talk. I will shut my mouth after you listen. The whole conversation started because you said Austin Stanley. You said you would only give Jadeveon Clowney six million dollars. Right. That's what you originally said. Six million dollars. Yeah. And I said, there's no way in hell that that's going to happen. I said. You, that's not even worth the breath of, of what you even said of $6 million. So I said, Jadeveon Clowney will not sign that. What's a realistic mark? We negotiated the nine point or 6.9 over under. I said Jadeveon Clowney would not sign a contract like that because Jadeveon Clowney would not go from a $20 million self-evaluation to a $6 million contract. I said that Jadeveon Clowney valued himself at $10 million. What did it, what you happened? Said, you said 10 plus. You, you, you were, I you said were 10. You, shut your mouth, Austin. You literally just said I said 10, and now you're saying 10 plus. You are flip-flopping I didn't more that. than I've ever seen. I didn't say that. Literally three minutes ago, you I said I did that. not say that. You said, said that you, I said 10. You, you did. Said, so, so 10, 10 is his self-evaluation. That was the basis of the conversation. So you can backpedal all you want in your clown shoes, but your ass is face-painted, mop hair, and mop, mop nose. Go buy it on Amazon on the company, but you're going to have, have a, to do I think that. I actually have a clown nose from a donation I made to a children's hospital. But uh, then we've all – Danny's Things right. I don't care. Danny's right. Zach, this is the same exact way you talk about Corey Davis is that you don't value Corey Davis, what he gets paid. I don't value Jadavian Clowney, the contract that the Browns just gave him. But that the Browns not the premise of the conversation. Zach, I understand that, dude. T time out. You talk, I, I talk now, right? So I said I value Jadavian Clowney at $6 million for the Tennessee Titans. That's what I would feel comfortable paying Jadavian Clowney. We made it about a bet, about 6.9 being the over-under what he would get. I was I lost the bet and I will wait and I will pay off the bet just like we always do. We pay off our bets, right? I will pay off the bet because I lost, but I wasn't that far off. I was more correct than you were because the 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 actual contract that Clowney gets is a one year seven million dollar deal with three million dollars in it bonuses that he has to end. What is it worth? It's up to ten million. What is what is the worth? It's value. It's worth What's seven. Worth? It's worth seven no. up to ten. No, the That's worth is worth. ten. It's no. worth ten million dollars. No, he has to earn that. He gets seven. He has to earn the other three. 
It's, yes, that's what, and Jadeveon Clowney, it's worth $10 million. Greg, Greg is right. It's worth seven. He gets, what is, what is Jadeveon Clowney? It's Jadeveon Clowney. The whole premise of the conversation was Jadeveon Clowney and what he was willing to sign. That's why the bet happened. he happened. signed a $7 million deal worth $3 extra million if he earns it. That's why he wouldn't have signed any other deal. He wouldn't sign one for six. We're, Zach, I was really close. And you have to admit, and do uh, you agree that the Titans probably wouldn't have brought him back for this number? No, they wouldn't have done it. So that no, was they weren't going to do right. that because they knew him. It's not worth the 10 because he has to earn the extra $3 million to get to that. He, they weren't going to sign him because they knew him. They figured him out. Right. After it, a year, he didn't work out. He wasn't worth the 12 that they paid him. And so... Jadeveon Clowney still thinks he's worth more than that. He's still signing a one-year deal. Wasn't it a one-year deal that yeah. from, well, for the it's, Browns? It's, it's actually a five-year deal, but it's all voided after the first. But again, my point is, I was pretty damn close in a year where we're going into this and we had no idea what any free agency was going to be like because the salary cap went down $15 million instead of up $15 million, And right? you had the benefit of that, right? They're going to probably pay less in a one-year contract well, going into no this idea. year. I didn't know Bud Dupree was going to get $85 million over five years. Like there, it's, I didn't know Jalen Brown was going to get a one-year deal for five. Like It's all over the place. In an unpredictable free agency market, I was pretty damn close on Clowney. Pretty damn close. You were wrong. I was wrong. I lost the bet. And I'll oh, pay it's more bet. about you being wrong than pretty damn close. All right. Well, I was a lot closer than you were, even though you won the you, bet. Well, well, you're going to be clowning, bro. So you can think about it however you want to think about it. But on the day that you dress up a clown, I'm going to be smiling a little bit more than you're smiling. And that doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to laugh my ass off when I tase you one day because and, you earned that so and, much. And that will happen. But... It is what it is. You, but you're not. I, I admitted fully that I'm wrong. I'm not saying that I did not backpedal on the on the Christian McCaffrey thing. You're sitting there saying, "Oh well, uh, ifs and buts, beers and nuts." Uh, my, my, my. No, I was pretty damn wrong. close. I was pretty close. You were close so off. Only counts in tiddlywinks and hand grenades. Those and are the only two things. Horseshoes it counts as well. But but Zach, you were so far off of the Christian McCaffrey thing. You thought he'd have to be a wide receiver. So. I was so close. I lost the bet, but I was close. Lost. All right, Zach. So let's go ahead and move on to the magic bucket because it is Thursday and we need to just move on from this. I will wear the clown. We have to set the date. I've got to go get the face paint. I have a wig. I got to dig up a clown nose. Actually, I see the clown nose <laughs> right to my right. So we will figure out the day that I do this. Uh, because I lost the bet, and I'm a man, and I will pay off the bet that I lost. Yeah, I was never worried about that. If you would have, you would have just never have been like, I'm not going to do that. Just like I would have. That was the least of my worries. I just wanted the admittance fully of I'm wrong instead of I'm wrong, but it was always was really I'm close. wrong, but I was really close. I was bummed out by it. I was wrong. Really because close I lost the... is wrong. No, I was. No, it's I not was really close. Zach, it's not Zach, about really close. Zach, you can be wrong, wrong. and close. Not when you're wearing time. a clown suit. <laughs> okay. So first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. So go to Renters Warehouse to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many days, so many ways they can help you out in the Nashville area. You can create extra cash flow for you and your family. Uh, if you're a current renter, you can rent out a new home. Uh, you, can, uh, all, you can also uh, have them create long-term equity for you. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Bet MGM. 
Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up with some great deals. They are the title sponsor of the show. All right, Zach, it is time for the Magic Bucket. I've got it right here, and it is also your sticker week. So go ahead and get that sticker ready uh, as the Magic Bucket is how we will wrap up this show. Man, I wanted – I have a sticker in my wallet that I wanted to use, but my wallet is upstairs. So I will use – ah, you know what I'm going to do? An ode. We've already used the Cookie Monsters. I, I, yeah. Okay. So uh, you, you ready? I'm, I'm rocking with my guy. My guy. My bro. My best friend. Okay? okay, numero uno in my heart. That's my dog. That's King Tux. Oh, nice. King Tux is going to be represented. If you don't know, now you know. I own a a half Boston Terrier, half whatever you want him to be, and he's the king of the house. New Toy Friday coming at your 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 is Instagram that actually Tux? Tomorrow. Is that actually Tux, or is that just a, a look alike? Uh, it's a look alike. Okay. It's his brother uh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, his brother Jeff. All right, so there you go. That'll go on the uh, bucket whenever uh, we get it in there. So got- actually, it, the funny thing is, when I first got Tux, his original name from the National Humane Society, Kevin Bacon Bits. I had to change that. Yeah, because we're gonna call him Kev, Kevin Bacon Bits. Like, there's Kevin! too many options. Yeah, Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Now you feel like you're in Home Alone. All right. So, uh, who goes first? Do you know? Uh, not that it matters. I think I pull for you first. All right. So the next on location show, uh, which will be draft week, Zach, you have to in 30 seconds, uh, for 30 seconds, lead an eighties workout. So you have to act. So, so uh, when we are at our next on location show, which will be in a couple weeks, the week after next, you will have to get up and, and act like you were leading an eighties workout group workout video for 30 seconds. Dressed in eighties gear. Dressed in eighties fitness gear. But does it say that? Yes. Lead a 30 second. You casually added that at the end. Lead a 30 second. Well, I wanted to see a reaction off the first part, but lead an 80 second eighties workout in eighties fitness gear. Do it the next on location show. Space is an issue. There you go. That's what the magic bucket says. That's what the magic bucket says. All right. So we'll see how uh, you do with that. Okay. My bucket. Let's see. Oh, okay. So at this same show, you will be leading us in 80s workout while I tie uh, our dog leashes together and use them as a jump rope at the same time. (laughs) So I'm going to jump rope for 30 seconds while you lead us in a workout. So we're going to need some space. Yeah. Which I know we can do it two different places. And I think I have an idea of like, which comes first. So we'll, we'll be able to figure it out. I know where we're doing. I know where I know the uh, broadcast location schedule. So, All right. Well, th- there's there's no payoffs today, but no. there's payoffs in the future. Yep. Same thing with the uh, with the clown show. So I have to I have to go get face paint. So that's going to take me a little bit. Can't do that today. So it won't be tomorrow's show. Um, so maybe it'll be next week at some point when I dress up as a clown. 
Uh, let's see. What is it? 15th? Uh, what about, you know, Earth Day? A week from today, the 22nd. Yeah, that's fine. I can, it gives me a whole week to go get face paint, so that works. Earth Day. All right, next Thursday. You know, it's the opposite. The clowns aren't really down to earth, but... Well, there's a bunch of different clowns, as you see on the graphic. Yeah, but they're not really down to earth. <laughs> you never know. All right. I see, oh, there's a Titans clown in there. I just caught that. I didn't notice that there's a Titans clown. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow morning talking whatever we might be talking at 8 o'clock Central Time. Buck Rising going out live on the zone at 10. Also, uh, A to Z Sports Primetime tonight at 8 p.m. The Tighten Up Podcast episode out. A lot of good podcasts on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And we will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Adios.